0: The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. Giving to a charity or a nonprofit is something a lot of people make the decision to do each year. Unfortunately, some of these organizations hide behind the disguise of kindness to create jobs with large paychecks. Even worse, there are some charities established for the only purpose to deceive and scam people out of their money. Stick around for today's podcast episode as I talk about where does your donation go when you give to charity. Before I get started on the podcast today, if you are a new listener to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. This podcast, I wanted to talk about charities and giving to charities, either donating time or, or money, because each year, numerous charities are set up to improve people's lives and the communities they, they live in. However, not all of them are exactly transparent on how they operate and where the donations received end up being spent. Just because an organization calls itself a charity, this doesn't automatically mean all the donations they receive end up going to help the cause that they're representing. There are costs to run charities, and I certainly understand this. However, there are many charitable organizations that really only give the minimum amount of money required to kind of maintain their charity status. If you make charitable donations, you likely want to believe what you give is going to a good cause. Because there are so many charitable organizations, the question comes up is, how do you know your donations really end up going where they should? How do you avoid being scammed by a charity that is less than honest? With all the charities out there these days, it really can be challenging to pick an organization you feel comfortable donating your your money, your time, or your belongings to. But there are ways to avoid being scammed by a charity with a good background check and just remaining aware of the warning signs that something doesn't seem right. Now, before I get into some of the warning signs with charity scammers and things like that, I feel it's important to really define what a charity is. And the reason for this is because some people believe that an organization defining itself as a nonprofit would also be a charity. And this is not always the case. The truth is that all charities are nonprofits, but all nonprofits aren't necessarily a charity. The difference between just a nonprofit and an actual charity that is not for profit is in their goals. A nonprofit, just by itself, is established on the principle that no net profit from donations will benefit any individual. Just a nonprofit is generally set up to benefit shared interests. There are many businesses set up as nonprofit to to benefit its members. And a good example here would be something like a homeowner association. And there's other types of of clubs that are set up this way. A true charity is set up for the goals of improving communities and quality of life. They're established as a way for people to give back and and help others. And this could be by helping financially or volunteering time and giving items away to others that might need them. Charities are they are generally typically started for philanthropic reasons. And this is really the difference between a charity and just a nonprofit. A charity's tax status also sets a real charity apart from other nonprofits. One of the Big distinctions between an actual charity and just a nonprofit is its tax exempt status. Although nonprofits can also have some tax advantages, charities and private foundations, they are the ones that receive the 501 status. And this allows donations to these organizations to be tax deductible to their donors. The tax status for a truly charitable foundation is one of the reasons they're set up this way. Furthermore, it can also be a big reason why a less-than-honest organization decides to call itself a charity. Setting up an actual business that can be disguised as a charity is something people do try to get away with. And sometimes this is accomplished. With all the charities that seem to be available these days, this is really the reason why I wanted to to make this podcast. I wanted to make a podcast for people to understand how to protect themselves from a charity scam because it really is kind of disturbing on how many scams there are out there for charities. Now, not all charities are established to exactly swindle people out of their donations. There are some truly good organizations that do the work that they say they're going to do. However, there are also charitable causes that fall probably in the middle of not exactly ripping people off, but not using all the donations they receive or at least an acceptable majority of those donations for the cause they represent. Now I will tell you probably the most important thing to do before giving to a charity is doing some research before giving. Don't just see an emotional commercial on television and call a telephone number or visit a website to donate to a charity. The problem is you never know where the money or the belongings you're donating will be going without researching the legitimacy of a charity. They're plainly they're all not created equally. And I understand that charities, they they need to get, you know, donations and and funding and money for their what they're trying to do. But I do have to tell you, it really does bother me at some of the commercials on television that I see sometimes where, you know, they're trying to really get to the emotions of people to try to get them to donate. For I just really feel that it's very wrong for a charity to to kind of do that. And when I see something like that, the first thing I want to do is look into the background of that charity, because a, a charity that's going to purposely prey on the emotions of people to get donations, it, it just doesn't seem right to me. Looking into the background of a charity, probably one of the most important things, at least to me, is finding out, you know, one of the significant things is most people like to know with a charity what percentage of donations actually find their way to the purpose of the organization. Executive compensation at large charities, it's something to particularly investigate. For me, millions of dollars paid to executives employed by a charitable organization aren't something that it's not something I look favorable on. If I were to give, let's say, for example, a hundred dollars to a charity foundation, I like to know if most of it is going to the actual charity and not into the pockets of somebody that's running that charity. I understand nonprofits have administrative costs and often they can't get everyone to volunteer the time to, to make a charity work. Sometimes people do need to be employed with a charity and they don't work for free. However, paying millions of dollars to the equivalent of a CEO for a charity isn't a practice that I personally want to support. To me, a charitable organization should not be paying that kind of money to, to one person. Most of these people are already wealthy that are running these organizations and Honestly, they could be taking much less money while volunteering more of their time. Researching a charity, the question that I always ask is, is the charity in disguise as, you know, is it disguised as more of a business? I believe there are quite a few charities formed each year and several that already exist for the purpose of receiving favorable tax treatment. They might be non-profit, but that doesn't mean they... Do not want to, you know, bring in the most money they can. And this is frequently for the purpose of supporting ridiculous salaries in a charitable organization that might be paid to executives that work there. One example of a company that likes to portray itself as a charity, but to me is not even really close, is one of the largest thrift stores in America, You can likely easily guess the one I'm talking about. They are not as good as they portray themselves. And it's reported that only about one-eighth of their profit goes to the job programs they market as part of their charity work. And I'd say just go into one of their thrift stores and start pricing some of the things they sell today and you will see a lot of it is not exactly what you would consider a thrift store price. And it's reported the CEO of this company makes, you know, a million dollars or more each year. And this charity, it's not the only one to have a high compensation for its CEO. There's a list on the website charitywatch.org, which lists the top 25 charity compensation packages for its executives and the store that I talk about is just one example of a nonprofit charity that seems to disguise itself as a business. Therefore, it's important to research the money going in and out of a charitable organization. Another question with charities that comes up when you're researching them should be, is the charity that you're looking into giving to, is it a complete scam? Most charities do have good intentions of helping people and communities with the organizations they create. However, there are plenty of people that form a charity or claim to be a charity with the intent of just plain scamming people out of their money and time. And these scammers tend to show up more often following some type of natural disaster, which is really expected. According to the National Center for Disaster Fraud, There were more than 400 complaints of fraud following Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. Each time there is some type of disaster, the scammers look for ways to take advantage of kind people looking to help. Although it might seem challenging to spot a less than honest charity, there are signs to look for, and research, again, is the key to discovering any problems with the legitimacy of a charity organization. When it comes to complete scam charity organizations, there are often warning signs. Probably one of the most obvious signs with something not being quite right with a charity is if they only accept cash payments and cash for for donations. A charitable organization that only wants cash, wire transfers, or even gift cards is likely doing something that is not legitimate. Thieves like these types of payments because they're much more challenging to trace. Pressuring people to donate is also a bad sign with a charity that might have some potential problems. A good charity, they don't pressure people into giving. Charitable organizations should be friendly and accept a donation if you decide to give one while respecting your decision when you don't provide a contribution. If something does not seem quite right with a charity that approaches you for a donation, don't be pressured into giving them anything. And this is particularly the case if they want money and want it only in cash. As a good rule, only make payments to a charity with either a check or a credit card. These are often safer forms of payment and they have protections in place while being able to trace the history of where the money ends up. A charity that does not accept checks or credit cards, it's generally a bad sign. Legitimate organizations, they have several forms of payment that are most often available, and it's not just cash. High-pressure tactics into donating to a charity and with only a cash payment aren't the only strategies charity scammers use to take money from generous people. Some charity frauds will make their organization name close to one that is legitimate to lure in unsuspecting people. Now the good thing here with researching the background of a charity is with today's technology looking into the background it's it's never been easier really with the use of the the internet it's simple to find quite a bit of information There are a number of resources available to even report charity scammers before they really start taking advantage of a lot of people. And some of the more popular websites for researching charities, they include things like guidestar.org, charitynavigator.org, charitywatch.org, and you can even find information on the irs.gov site. Many of the popular websites available for researching charities, they have financial information on them to see exactly how much of their donations are being used for their represented cause. Some sites will even rate a charity and point out ones that are known to have problems. And this research is important because it can reveal how transparent a charitable organization is willing to be if The information that you're looking for seems to be missing or not available, it might not be a good sign. In addition to the websites that I listed, it's also a good idea to research a charity through your state's consumer protection office and your Better Business Bureau before donating to them. When I talk about this subject, the question often comes up is, well, what if I do suspect a charitable organization is a fraud? And if you encounter a charity that appears to be less than honest, I will tell you it's important to report that information because with the high number of scammers that seem to be available in the world today to scam people, the number of people that want to do it and are willing to do it, the only way to even begin to win the battle here is by reporting their crimes. These people most often play the game of deception, what I call deception by the numbers. Although a phone call from a questionable charity can be, it can be simple to to just brush off. You know, if something doesn't seem right, I'll tell you, it's important to report it. Far too often, questionable charities operate way too long before they're finally put out of business because no one takes the time to report a problem. And the fraudsters, they know this and they use the time that they have to to their advantage. So the longer they're in business, the longer they're going t- to take advantage of people. And you can report charity scams to your, your state consumer protection office and also the Federal Trade Commission. If you suspect a dishonest charity is operating due to a natural disaster, you can also contact the Natural Center for Disaster Fraud. Because so many charity scams seem to appear following a natural disaster. This is really important to report these because so many of them, like I said, they're They're created following something like a a hurricane or something, and they need to be quickly put out of business. Giving to a charity can be a rewarding experience. Donating time, money, or a combination of these can help a lot of worthwhile causes that truly have an impact on people's lives and their communities. Unfortunately, some charities are established under disguise when they're likely more of a business looking to enrich their executives and take advantage of the tax reporting requirements. And the result is only a small amount of their financial donations actually end up helping the organizations they represent. Charities are not only formed under concealment for the sole purpose of acting as a business with favorable tax reporting, Some nonprofit charitable organizations are started for the primary purpose of knowingly scamming people out of their generous donations. There are also other fraudsters that try and portray themselves as a legitimate charity when no nonprofit might even exist. Research and checking into the background of a charity, it's just important, before you start giving any of your time or money if you're not familiar with the charity. You wanna ensure your donations end up in the hands of the people and communities that you know these charities are formed to benefit. You don't wanna be supporting the scammers and fraudsters that prey on the goodness of people wanting to help. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, you can send them directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. The next podcast episode, I'm gonna be talking about all of the companies that seem to be out there right now wanting to buy homes for cash and often in any condition. It's a hot housing market in most areas around the country right now, and there doesn't seem to be a short supply of these companies looking to make money from buying and selling homes. The next podcast, I'll be looking at how to avoid the We Buy Houses scams.